hi everyone and welcome to episode one of Australian Design Radio, um, set up to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. Uh, I'm Flynn Tracy and with me is Matt Leach. Say hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. How are you? And we're also joined by a very special guest, Frankie Ratford of the Design Kids. Hey, Frankie. Hey, guys. How are you going? Good, good. Where are you, where are you calling us from? Um, I am sitting in my hammock uh, in my new house in Tasmania overlooking the ocean. It's pretty uh, nice. I wanted to ask you about this. <laughs> Tasma- so why, why did you buy a house in Tasmania? Um, have you guys been to Tasmania? It's gorgeous. I haven't. It is gorgeous. It's a it's a secret. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but it is absolutely stunning. <laughs> it's um, really and rubbish came... and, and it's polluted. <laughs> yeah. and no Don't one come should down come. here. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> um, no, I came down in November for the um, Australian um, Design Biennale with Agda and just kind of fell in love with Tasmania and then couldn't get it out of my head. So uh, about a month later, I contacted a real estate agent and flew down just for one day. Wow. Uh, I looked at 17 properties. And I bought <laughs> and them then all. literally <laughs> just went, yeah, I'll take it. Um, so, yeah, I bought one the next day. So That's amazing. Very, pretty crazy. Yeah, I think I was, cool. I was down yeah. there visiting the foundry guys and um, just the beautiful houses and, you know, such heritage there as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it's gorgeous. It's crazy. I'm right on the water. I'm in a little blue shack that was built by a guy called Fred in the 60s. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cute. Oh, yeah, I know Fred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> knows Fred. <laughs> he, he just goes by Fred. It's like Madonna. It's just Yeah, yeah, Fred. yeah. He doesn't have a surname. But, no, it's really epic. So um, that's another kind of project on the go at the moment. So. And, um, and where were you before moving down to Tassie? Um, I had three weeks off in Byron at my old house. Um, and then before that I was everywhere. Um, I was in backwards, uh, Perth, Adelaide, Newcastle, Sydney, uh, Gold Coast, Brisbane, Hobart, Launceston, you name it, I was there, Melbourne. Um, so yeah, I was cruising around the country for a couple of months for the four play show that we did last year. Um, so yes, it was a week in each city pretty much. So can can you explain for anyone who doesn't know, and it'd be it'd be strange if people don't know, but what was foreplay? Um, so every year we have an annual show, and so we started in 2012, and it was called Terrible Twos, and the concept was to give students a bit of a leg up in the industry. So when they go for an interview, they um, when they meet the creative director, it's kind of not in their favor at all. They're nervous. They're presenting their folio. The creative director's got to see a load of people. And it's kind of not very nice environment to get to know someone. Um, And so we created this exhibition uh, where we put them on the same playing field. So we get a student and a creative director collaborating every year. Um, So, yes, it started in 2012. And we ran it in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane uh, with the help of desktop and semi-permanent. And then in 2013, we ran threesomes. That was in five cities. And last year we ran four four play in eight cities. So, it's so what so what happens growing. next year? Uh, we're doing high five next year. Ah, this very year, good. 2015. Cool. Um, so yeah, we're still working out the details, but um, it's really it's such a great way of kind of reconnecting with the industry every year and just seeing who's about who wants to give back to the students. Um, we obviously open the door for studios, um, and also just seeing which students and graduates are applying each year, seeing who is where and what they're doing and kind of being like on the pulse with those guys as well. So, yeah, for us, it's really great. And we get to give back every year and um, spend time in each city. So, yeah, it's perfect. So this is a really nice segue into talking about what Design Kids is all about. And 
I mean, as as far as as long as I've known you, it's always been about trying to link students and industry in a much uh, softer, more interesting way than than literally, hey, you're a graduate, see ya. Yeah, exactly. It's so hard, I think, that space. And it's taken me a long time to actually sum up what I do. Um, people kind of think I do recruitment and uh, or I run a design blog. And it's kind of, it doesn't really fit in a box. Um, so we managed to sum it up this year. So the design kids... Um, provides industry knowledge, exposure and opportunities to students and graduates in the design industry. So the idea is we introduce the wonders of industry to these guys. They have no idea what the industry is. They kind of, they seem to think of the end of their um, studies, there's just going to be this magical job. They have no idea Hmm. who runs the studios, who's behind them, who the clients are, where they're at. They just, it just doesn't kind of um, come into play. So that's our first thing is to actually introduce these guys and say, hey, this is Motherbird or this is the letter D or this is Kevin Finn and this is what these guys do. And I think it's that's a really important base to start with. Like um, a hashtag on Instagram called TDK Peep Show and once a day we showcase someone else's work. So we encourage the students to upload all their projects to Instagram. Um, and then we provide them opportunities. So like the annual show where we get to get them in the door and working with the creative director. We also have um, meetups. We have jobs and internships on the website. Um, we have all, all kind of different types of initiatives that basically bridge that gap. Um, so, yeah, that's the mission with TDK now. So, I mean, just going back to, I mean, the whole idea of making sure that students, graduates know who is doing what out in the industry do you think colleges and unis, schools are not doing a good enough job with that? Um, I think it's really hard. I mean, I lectured for four years and to be, most lecturers work part-time as well. So they have their own studio. Uh, so they have to keep up with their clients. They have their personal life. They have the lecturing. And then to be really up to date with which studios are working where and doing what is, is actually really hard. Mm. Um, so I think if we can support the lecturers and kind of take that off them um, and give them the confidence to know what's going on because we kind of just deliver it to them and they don't have to do anything, um, then I think that's the way forward. Yeah, so it's, it's almost a one-stop shop both for students and lecturers to kind of just yeah. keep, up, keep up to date. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's no um, kind of criticism of the lecturers. It is really hard to no. keep up. Even uh, we've been going through the studio list and everything for this year and there's about, out of 150 studios that we work with, uh, we, I think we've taken seven or eight off the list who have split up or changed names or they're doing something else, and that's annually. So to kind of keep up with who's working where is actually really hard. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the other main thing I know about you is that you really designed your, this job for yourself in a way. And, yeah. and because it was very much about your that that you wanted your work, and and obviously you're really passionate about your work, but you wanted to fit into your lifestyle as well. Can yeah. you can you talk about that? Uh, yep. Yeah. So I do a lot of reading, and I'd say my f- three favorite books: Tim Ferriss, The Four Hour Workweek, obviously <laughs> amazing; um, Malcolm Gladwell, Outliers, and Walden. Um, if you combine all three of those. So Tim Ferriss is all about um, lifestyle design and efficiency. And then Outliers is about success. And Walden is about simplicity. I want to pull those three things together. 
And I think that's the key to a balanced life. I'm really all over the place. I'm the most unbalanced human being. So what I'm trying <laughs> to do is kind of level everything out. So work is more healthy and play is more often and health and kind of really, um, yeah, level the playing field out a bit. So um, going back to the original question, the, um, yeah, lifestyle design, I guess. I think you give more when you're playing at your strengths. So I really looked at what my strengths are and then built a business around it. And anything I can't do, I find other people to do. Or I just, that's not part of the business. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I, I have you to blame for my Tim Ferriss obsession as well. Oh, really? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Spreading the love. I should get um, commission, I swear. Uh, <laughs> he, um, he, uh, you may have seen a couple of weeks ago, he put up a job advertising. Uh, t- oh, uh, yes. I copied and pasted it because I thought it was written really well. Yeah, but so he was looking for an editor, assistant, uh, assistant. Oh, maybe it's, P- yeah, yeah, yeah. PA kind of kind yeah. of everything he didn't want to do, but yeah, um, yeah. I did. Look at that. <laughs> I, d- I looked at that and thought maybe in another life I could have done that. <laughs> I know. I think it'd be pretty full on. It's actually um, funny. I've just employed Eve Johnson. So Eve was studying at Swinburne last year, and she was interning at DIA, Agda, and Design Kids, and she's oh, wow. brilliant. And so I've just actually hired her full time. Um, and she is my, that description that Tim wrote, she is that version for me. So she's <laughs> did, amazing and I love her. Did you cut and But paste. I should have, I should have, I actually, <laughs> I, she'd already signed on, but I should have used it. So yeah, it's pretty funny, but it's a funny job description. So we're, um, can I talk about New Zealand? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. yeah. 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 So we're about to head over to New Zealand and, uh, it's pretty funny because I travel, um, in a pretty unique way, I guess. Lots of um, hitchhiking and couch surfing and hostels and friends. And um, it's, I guess it's more about the community than actually traveling, um, you know, airport transfers, that kind of stuff. Um, so to have someone that travels the same way as me is pretty unique um, and then have all the skills I don't. So that's no, going to be awesome. And speaking of um, hiring people, so as someone that connects people with the industry and you know people that are looking for work and things like that, what do you what did you look for in hiring hiring Eve? Like, what gets you over the line to to work with with Frankie at the Design Kids? <laughs> I don't know if that's a privilege or not. <laughs> um, I guess oh, I don't know. It's really hard. Um, really organised, uh, really proactive, um, good to be around very easygoing, all those kind of things. I think you can learn, you can be taught anything in life, but you have to have the right personality to start with. And, um, yeah, Eve's perfect. So we're about to head off to New Zealand for two months. And, um, yeah, we've got this crazy plan. So we're going to hitchhike around New Zealand. Um, but we're going to run an Instagram hashtag competition called TDK Thumbs Up. And each time we head to a new destination, we're going to run a competition to design the sign with beautiful typography. And at the end, we're going to have a big exhibition of all the beautiful type names that we got. Cool. So yeah. when, Wow, that's fantastic. Um, so when, when's that kicking off? Um, Monday. <laughs> 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 no big deal. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, no, it's um, it's Monday, so we've got um, the three cities we're concentrating on are Auckland, Wellington, and Newcastle and uh, Christchurch, sorry. Um, and then we're doing two weeks in the North Island rural and two weeks in the South Island rural. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. 
So TDK feels like it's gone through a bit of an evolution in the last sort of month as well. Months? Yeah, month or, I mean, actually, <laughs> Five maybe, years. Maybe, maybe that's right. It, it feels like, it, yeah, it's constantly going through an evolution, but it feels like you've really made a decision to kind of like start spreading the borders outside of Australia and, um, and heading, well, potentially all around the world. Can you talk a bit more about that? Um, yeah, well, I mean, Design Kids started as a shop. So back in 2009, um, I was working at Frost and I was feeling pretty, um, I don't know, unsatisfied. I had a really good brief, good team, good people, and I wasn't really enjoying myself. And so I took some time out to think about what I was actually doing with my life and um, decided I wanted to help people. And so I came back and originally Design Kids was a shop where students could sell their work and they could get... Um, they could get recognized, like their name out there, but they could also earn money while they're studying. But it was actually a total nightmare. Um, I didn't know as many people as I know now, so I was quite limited to the people that were involved. Um, and it was just a bit of a nightmare with kind of who makes it, who sends it off. Um, we tried all the different combinations. So I was producing things, they were designing them, I was mailing them and vice versa. And it just, nothing was kind of working. And then we had our exhibition and it was at the end of 2011 I think the terrible twos and yeah it was kind of a massive game changer and I thought if I can I think seven people got jobs out of the 20 pairs so I was like wow a third of the people in the show actually got a job from this so I could get people a job or I could sell a t-shirt so it was quite a pivot moment for me Mm. um so yeah and it's just been evolving since then I guess it's cool and how's the t-shirt business going Oh, horrible. <laughs> I think we scrapped them about six months later. But there's a lot of companies that actually do what I was trying to do now. Um, so Club of Odd Volumes in Melbourne, mm. um, where you design like T-shirts and cushions and stuff. And they're killing it. They're doing a great job. So good on them. <laughs> it's just not for me. I think one of the things with the um, evolving was looking at um, making it more streamlined. So how do we have a bigger impact? How is it more scalable? Um, how can I do the same amount of work and impact a lot more people? So that's kind of what we're pushing for at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's safe to say you've certainly done that. I mean, five years. I actually came to that exhibition, The Terrible Twos. Terrible Twos? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Did we know each other then? I was there then as well. Where are you, Matt? Yep. <laughs> I was in the, that was so it was, funny. It was really busy, wasn't it? It was in the it cross, was wasn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. at the wall, yeah, and the cross. Yeah, it was like on three levels, and it was just people everywhere. It was pretty funny because I actually moved to Byron three days after the show, and when they asked me if I wanted to have an exhibition, I just said yes. Like, I never really think about it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, figure it out. And uh, in reality, I'd shipped all my possessions and furniture and everything to Byron, and so I was living in this, like, completely empty apartment on the floor <laughs> trying to organize an exhibition. It was super hectic. So I'm super glad that people actually came. Um, and, yeah, it was a success. So it was pretty funny leading up to it because I was only just going to do one exhibition. I hadn't even thought about it. And um, uh, I was working at Finders Keepers at the time, and I actually interviewed myself on the blog. 
This is hilarious. So, Frankie, tell us about your show. I was like, well, it's going to be awesome. Wow. And, yeah, but um, I said, oh, yeah, we're going to do it in Melbourne and Brisbane. It's going to be amazing. And I was just kind of throwing it out there. I thought no one's going to call me and be like, hey, where's my Brisbane show? I was like, no one cares. No one's probably even going to read this. And then um, Desktop Magazine called me like a month later and Brendan said, oh, we want to help you with your other two shows. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> now I have to do it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's funny what you kind of throw out there. Sometimes I throw things out there just to see if they stick and see if people actually want it. And then if they do, I'll do it. And if not, then you just quietly move on. So that was definitely one that stuck. Mm. You, you definitely always seem to me like a person who says yes and then kind of works <laughs> out how to get done. Yeah. But, you always, but you always do it, though. That's the, that's the great thing, I guess. Yeah, I think it's trial and error. I mean, um, we got a lot of stick in 2013 for the exhibitions um, because the threesome exhibitions was actually on the streets of each city and uh, each team had to paste it up on uh, in, a, in anywhere they wanted in a certain area and then they told us where it was and we put it on a map on Instagram and then you had to run around and find them all and Sydney was actually a giant disaster because it rained the first weekend. Oh, um no. But the other thing, a lot of people were saying, okay, when's the actual show? Uh, which was really frustrating because we can get 500 people in a room or I think that show got like 8,000 8, likes alone. I don't know how many people saw it on top of that. Uh, but it's so much bigger. Um, but people didn't really get the concept of that. So I kind of got a lot of stick about that. But that's okay. So how, how, how do you, I mean, this is it. I'm writing a story for desktop at the moment, which is about mistakes and about how you approach mistakes. How, how do you approach that? Like you, you it's really successful on one side, but really unsuccessful on the other. Um, I think you don't ask for permission. You just ask for forgiveness when it all goes wrong. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I always just ask for feedback at the end and just say, like, we're just going out on a limb here. You know, like, I'd love some feedback. Tell me if you hated it. We want you to be in the show next year. Like, tell me what you think. There's always something good that comes out of it. We actually got um, two bits of feedback. One was the best piece of feedback I got. It was from, um, actually, I wouldn't say. Um, it was from this guy. And uh, he was like, yeah, it's awesome. Like, I was walking to work a different way every day so I could see a different poster. And um, it really kind of opened up the city for me. And I met my neighbors and blah, blah, blah. And then I got another email from another guy saying, oh, like it was basically a massive failure, um, but they were on the same team, <laughs> wow. which I thought was hilarious because it's like, how can you have such a different experience um, when you're working with the same person? It's very interesting. So I think it just comes back to people's um, perceptions and expectations and, um, yeah, just try and each year just try and learn and grow from what we've done the year before. So I don't think I'm that scared of making mistakes, which is probably a good thing. Um, I just kind of wing it and see see what happens. So, yeah, it's working so far. <laughs> That's fantastic. And um, we, we sort of know the answer to this question as well, but have, have you had any personal mentors yourself like throughout your career? Um, I've had loads of mentors. I had a lot of unofficial mentors. Um, and then I think, when was it? October 2013, I got back from the road trip, had a bit of a freak out. 
Um, and I thought, okay, I need a mentor. I know someone. I need someone that knows what they're doing and knows what I'm doing, and maybe they can help me. And I kind of um, picked my brain for a minute, and I thought, okay, I want. I really want Kevin Finn. And so I just picked up the phone and called Kevin. And he said, "Hey, Frankie," and I said, "Hey, do you want to be my mentor?" And he said, "All right." Um, so he mentored <laughs> me for a year, and it was it was gold. Like when he was in Melbourne last time, we I think we caught up three times and. He's just uh, a fountain of knowledge and has amazing perspective on the industry, which is uh, what I think I was craving because I was kind of in the middle of the storm. Mm. So, yeah, no, Kevin was amazing. I'd say he was my main mentor. Um, I was dealing a bit with Ben from Joseph Mark for a while, um, I guess unofficially, but really awesome dude. He's only three months older than me, but a million years ahead business-wise. Um, so they redesigned the MySpace stuff. Mm. Um, they have offices in LA, New York, um, Brisbane. Uh, they do a lot of kind of UX stuff. They're moving into that space. Um, he's best friends with Justin Timberlake, you know, no big deal. Um, <laughs> so he's just really cluey and um, pretty smart. So I think I just try and find people uh, with opposite knowledge of mine. And Ben is really, really business savvy. And I think that's definitely one of my weaknesses. So yeah. Actually, Kevin taught me a really good sentence. So he said, when, instead of saying you're really bad at something, you say, how can I be better at it? Because it opens yeah. the door. And it's really true. I do it all the time now. So thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Nice one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Segwaying into Kevin, um, I think, Matt, you want to talk a little bit about... Um, design nerds. Yeah, yeah design so, nerds. So, the, I mean, this week... Um, Kevin announced through through his his I don't know what you call it I guess company but part of his because he he has um the sum of and uh, then obviously design nerd is his as well and they released that they are doing a conference series um, and so their first speaker is G Lee from Facebook yeah um, which is hugely exciting um, massive think, for Australian design yeah I think particularly it, I, it's funny I've spoken to quite a few people and they were like. Uh, why would I want to see someone from Facebook like that? I don't really like the designers. Like no, but it's G Lee. He does so much more than 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 Facebook. Obviously, I, I don't know whether you guys know. Um, did you ever follow? There was a um, uh, a project that he did. I didn't know it was done by him for a long time. But where he pasted uh, word balloons on advertising. Oh, that was him. Yes, and wow. that, that's um, and so it was just a blank word balloon, and he would put it up, and then people would write their own things in. Into the um, into the word. Oh, balloon. that's awesome! And it was. I remember um, Adbusters uh, at the time was was desperately trying to sort of work out who was doing it, and it's just it was such a nice. And this is no put down to him, but it's such a nice obvious idea, and it was suddenly you know I love those ideas when you look at them and you go, oh, why didn't I, I think of that? I wish I'd do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think those sort of ideas really excite me, and, and and he's just got a whole kind of portfolio of those sorts of ideas. Um, and I and I, so the whole purpose of this uh, is this design nerd is is Kevin is going to do a conference, but it may take ten years to do a conference. Um, and and his idea is that he wants almost to have um, speakers come out, uh, but he's going to do one speaker at a time. And you know, I, I think what Kevin's almost rebelling against is is this idea that you go to a conference, you see so much, and you come away, and it's almost like you forget most of it. Yeah, uh, overkill. Exactly, and I think you know, AG Ideas was always that to me. 
It, it, yeah. You know, if you asked me on day three what I enjoyed about day one, I would have had a real hard time remembering. I felt so guilty yeah. for skipping sessions at AG Ideas, but I felt like I had to do it just to have a little bit of a mental break. Yeah, to stay sane and actually yeah. be able to soak it in. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the conference scene is really evolving this year. Mm. Um, I had a big chat with Matt from Analog Digital yesterday for about two hours. Um, Matt loves a chat. Yeah, nice, um, nice, nice quick chat. But, um, yeah, <laughs> it's never a quick chat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we were talking about how the landscape's changing, and I think it's really interesting. Each each conference is kind of evolving in a different way. Um, I don't even know if HIDs is coming back this year, is it? I don't think anyone does. There I think was it talk depends. of it not coming back. Yeah. It depends who you talk to. Exactly. It's like a, I know, Depends. I know this. Yeah, I know. I know people are working on stuff, but it definitely won't be called AG Ideas. But I don't are, know. Are they evolving into Look Upstairs? Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean that's what they—that's the branding that they came out with. Sort of seemed like quite quickly um, for last year, wasn't it? Well, it was pretty pretty well done, I thought. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was interesting. It was like AG Ideas. I didn't go, but I got the sense it was AG Ideas downstairs, and then kind of this. New thing upstairs. Oh, is that right? Okay, no, I didn't. In the actual, oh, sorry, I didn't in go. the actual space, or was the whole thing branded "Look Upstairs"? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, maybe, maybe if anyone anyone listens to this and wants to let us know, <laughs> you can you can email the show. I thought the semi permanent um, pivot last year was very interesting with the um, the less design kind of focused names and the bigger, much bigger event and more expensive tickets and stuff and much wider audience. Matt, do you want to talk about Yeah. That? I, I mean, I, I think it was really interesting what, what they did and, and where they're trying to move towards more and more. I mean, they're obviously a major part of, in, in Sydney at least, they're now a major part of Vivid. And yeah. um, I think that's really exciting because that adds a whole, to both sides, that adds yeah. a whole kind of extra thing. Um, yeah, I mean, the, this, this idea of a kind of design week is really exciting. I think I think as it continues, it's almost like almost a complete relaunch of semi-permanent. I felt, yeah, and I'm kind of excited to see where it, where it starts heading. But again, potentially they need to be a little bit careful that they don't turn into kind of like this massive kind of week where you kind of don't hold on to anything. Yeah, it's almost turning into age ideas. Yeah, potentially. <laughs> Full circle. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, do you know how they went with the ticket sales last year? I'd be really interested to. Because they AG, were selling... AGIDs or semi-permanent? Semi-permanent. From everything I've heard, it went really well. Really good, okay. Yeah, yeah as far yeah. as I can tell, it went really well. And I know that they were growing quite quite quickly just from going to the other events. I think um, the year before last as well, when they were, I think for the first time they were on the Vivid website. Um, yeah. And I think that made a huge difference. I noticed like a lot of sort of um, lost people that I think maybe maybe bought tickets and didn't know what they were in for, but they sort of sat there and you could see kind of mum and dad sitting there kind of talking to each other. Oh, that's, that's a very good point that photographer made. Yeah. Um, which you just would never get. I mean, it was all, you know, us us design nerds, you know. Yeah, design same kids. people. Yeah. yeah, you know, you recognize. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like recognize everybody and you couldn't take two steps without kind of bumping into everyone you've worked with and, and things well, like yeah, that. Yeah, I think, I think that market is kind of – not shrinking but it's very claustrophobic it is. so it's pretty smart to open it up i think it is yeah i think yeah. it's really interesting i didn't go last year but i really wanted to go but i'm, I'm planning on going 
going this year over to Carriage Works. I think it, yeah, it should be good. It's a, it's a funny one because almost what Kevin is doing is almost the opposite of that, isn't it? Is like yeah. he is he's making it really design nerd. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> in, in the sense that, you know, I guarantee, I mean, the, the, the amazing thing that he's done is the tickets are really cheap. So like they're $45, I think. And wow. um, so that's, that's pretty exciting, but they're going to be big audience as well. So he's looking for about 300 tickets um, yeah. in each, yeah. in each place. But I guarantee it's going to be, it's going to be people who are very nerdish um, in, in the design sense. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think that's why he plays too, because I, from, what I understand of the format is is going to be like a keynote address by the by the speaker, and yeah. then it's it's Kevin and the speaker um, uh, sitting down chat. having a chat. Which Kevin <laughs> Kevin is amazing. I could listen to Kevin talk to people for as, as yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, just because, as you said before, he's got a lovely insight. He's got a lovely sort of perspective, um, and you know, so I'm really excited about that. He's, I guess, in in many ways, he's the kind of Andrew Denton. Um, of, <laughs> <laughs> he is too, and those black clothes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Andrew Finn. Andrew Finn. Wow. I, yeah, I think. I mean, we had a chat about it when he was down because uh, he came down for sex drugs because he spoke yep. um, down here and we had dinner afterwards and he was saying how he wanted to bring out this new conference and it was even more kind of hardcore than sex drugs because I'd, I'd say on the scale it's like um, well, I don't really know where age ideas would be but Kevin would be one end and then sex drugs next um, because it's still quite nerdy um, so, and so it's a bit more drugs? information based hmm. it's less kind of here's my work here's some pretty pictures sex drugs um, gets each speaker to pick one topic, uh, sorry, one um, project they've worked on and talk through the whole process. So they had Build over from the UK, which was awesome. Um, and it was a great to hear. Like they presented everything they presented and then it all got thrown out the window. And then this is how they dealt with the client. And then this is the new stuff and this is the compromise. And Chris Doyle spoke about um, a... CD he designed and he ended up not even designing it. He commissioned some artwork and he was like, is this even mine? I'm not even sure. But just <laughs> to hear that process was really, really cool. Um, I feel like a lot of conferences a few years ago kind of got very samey where it was people going off and saying, okay, here's my work. And yep. you can you can do that online. You don't need someone to be talking you through it. So I yeah. think what conferences need to do is bring something extra to the table. That's what people are interested in. So Yep. Um, yeah, sex drugs last year was really well done, so well yeah. played to the guys. I totally agree with that, and I mean, you took the words out of my mouth about kind of, I did this, I did this, and also later we did this, and that was fun, and we're really cool. I think yeah, everyone's... we're really cool. <laughs> That's yeah. so what it's about, rather than like, this was shit, I hated this, yeah. the client hated it, it was a nightmare, we're not that cool, it's, that's what you want to hear. It's like the live event version of a Facebook profile, isn't it? It's like only all the pretty yes. pictures and oh, like, yeah. you know, none, of, none of the, you know, disasters. Just, yeah, the disasters, you know. Yeah. It's what you want people to think that you are rather than what you actually are. Exactly. I always wanted to make a uh, another Instagram account, and it was my name spelt backwards, and it was the opposite of my Instagram account. So it was like all the shit times when I was goes, like you should crying awesome. and like the car's been towed and like, just like photos of my like, work really, looks horrible. <laughs> really blurry photos of carpet just as you're walking yeah, along. Yeah, website and, crashing, yeah, that kind of stuff. Spilled coffee. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think people want to look at that stuff. They want to look at pretty things. That's true. 
It's yeah, true. Why? It doesn't work. Yeah. But you've got it. There's a fine line between putting up nice images of what's real and pretending to be someone completely different. So yeah. I think that's the reality check rather than no one wants to look at crappy pictures of carpet. Let's face it. That's true. <laughs> but it, but um, it, did I answer your question about Kevin? I can't even remember. Yes. Yeah. No. Full circle. I, I, absolutely. <laughs> It's um and no, look so I'm 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 really excited about it. I think it's going to be a really interesting conference to kind of see evolve as well. Yeah. Um I know I know he's got some more big people that he he won't talk about uh, that are. Uh, oh yeah, uh, he's so secretive. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I think yeah, I'm really excited to see see where that goes. Yeah. And uh, analog digital. Analog digital. So is that going again this year? Yeah, I think he's um, moving back to Brisbane. Okay. Um, because Brisbane, the Brisbane Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast events were really strong. Matt is Mr. Sunshine Coast. He's That's where his hood is and that's where he's most comfortable. And I think last year, two years ago, Brisbane was so good. He was like, right, okay, Adelaide, Sydney, Melbourne, let's do it. And I think it was just too much of a stretch for one person. Um, he works so hard and he's so good at what he does, but I think – he'll do a better job back in in Queensland and just focus on doing like one or two events really, really well. And Queensland so, has lost quite a few conferences lately as well. I know Semi-Permanent's no longer going to Queensland. Yeah, um, they were struggling. When they came last time to Brisbane, um, they were the fifth conference in the space of about six months and I they were the that, last yeah. one. Yeah, and they were the most expensive one and it was just, and a few of the speakers had spoken before, and it was just really, really hard. So yeah. I totally understand. But um, I just feel like they should work more together. Like Nick and Sex Drug guys are based in Melbourne, and Matt's based in Brisbane, and Semi Permanent's based in Sydney. So it's, yeah. it's kind of a no brainer. They should support each other more. Yeah, and I guess, um, you know, bring Agda into the fold and Creative Mornings. And I mean, there is lots and lots of different ways to kind of get live inspiration, I guess, at the moment, isn't there? Yeah. It's interesting, It'll though. Be... I mean, you feel like if we all join forces together, then someone would stand, like, you know, launch the... Might be a bit boring. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we turn into, turn into something else, and then sort of people will be, you know, rebelling against, you know, the, yeah, yeah, the boys' yeah. club. Yeah. You know? So true. You know, so, I know. But, yeah, I think Kevin's edition will kind of shake things up a bit. Yeah, I think it's really needed. So. It's I'm really interested to see if the format flies or not. Yeah, I, I like think people I, have short attention spans, so it'd be interesting to see what happens mm. um, with one person. Yeah, it it'll be. I I really it's perfect format for me because it's it's kind of like I I'm there. I want to know about that person. I want to hear everything, warts and all. Um, but yeah. I can I I get your point as well. It's like sometimes. Yeah, other other people will flick on to the next video. I think maybe it's just a different demographic that will be attending. Mm. So I think I think it's going to be a massive success, but it will be a different crowd to the crowd that goes to semi permanent for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's going to have to be, isn't it? Whatever happened to cut and paste? Does cut anyone? And paste anyone festival. Anyone, yeah. Where, um, where it was like live on stage and, and yeah did that ever come to Australia yeah yeah there was a big one a couple of years ago oh, uh, my ex-boyfriend came second in the European ones oh wow pretty crazy yeah he got flown to London and it's pretty epic um, Flint, but I didn't Flint, know, do you know about it? 
No, I don't. Um, sounds a bit like field trip. Uh, mm, yes and no. It's more of a competition, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so like lots of um, Cintiqs on stage and um, basically a theme and uh, they're up there and they, they start and off you go. You've got to draw it as quick as possible and then the audience uh. – Audience who's all quite drunk by that point um, votes, <laughs> votes on it. So um, yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was a very different design sort of get together than than normal. It was almost mixing kind of sport and design. Um, <laughs> so it's like an e-sport. Yeah. <laughs> we awesome. actually we looked at that format for one of our shows. I think um, I think it was for foreplay when we were brainstorming the year before. Um, Mike was talking about it because he he'd been in it. And we were talking about maybe we have some kind of design off. But we were a bit worried that people, like with the shows, the whole point was to give them, present them in their best light. So give the yeah. students an opportunity to really kind of put an effort into this collaboration. And we thought if it's if it's rushed and they panic and it's kind of all the things <laughs> we didn't want it to be. But yeah. it was definitely one that we, we were considering you to kind of liven it up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? You ruined, I can imagine them saying, you ruined my career. I, I was, know. It's going to yeah. be big. No, I'm but, unemployed. Thanks, and it, <laughs> and it also becomes a little bit, I mean, it definitely um, works towards illustration as well. Um, yeah. You, you're not really going to get it. But also, does it cheapen it? Like, that's what I was worried about. People Potentially. People that watch the event are like, oh, that only took you 10 minutes. So you can <laughs> see my logo for $5. Exactly, yeah. That's what, I, exactly. that's what my real fear was, to be honest. It suddenly kind of, I don't know plays down the talent that's involved in the show. We did something similar with um, Adobe years ago at CATC, actually. Um, Matt, actually, I think before, before even your time. Um, <laughs> and it was a competition, though, and all the schools were involved. Um, and you had to sort of, um, you had, I think, 15 minutes to design something. And then they went to finals and everything like that. I think RMIT ended up winning in the end. Um, but yeah, that was it was interesting. It was interesting to do, but I remember it was quite contentious. Even the last thing, someone had saved um, in their Illustrator. They'd saved patterns. What? Like previously, Cheating. so they had. Well, see, that's the thing. And is it you know? Okay, do you have to? Can you have any plugins, or can you have any saved <laughs> style brushes, or do you have to use just all the stuff out of the box? And it was kind of you know they very very quickly kind of just went oh boom here's this amazing pattern and people were like oof. That probably took yeah. you quite yeah. a long time to put together. I'm not sure about that, hey. <laughs> yeah. I think you should use the default ones, you know, that horrible orange linen thing and <laughs> whatever other ones they have in there. The chiseled angled brush strokes. Yeah. yeah for everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think so I think true. what um I think what me and Lulu um rightly were trying to do uh when we did um Sneaky Minds is that kind of same sort of format, but it was more for thinking. So it was like yes. the whole whole design thing you work with City of Sydney and that whole idea that we had a bunch of different groups that learn a different style of thinking and then all worked on the same problem and then sort of like presented to each other about what we came up with. Yeah. And that was pretty interesting. But then again, yeah, I don't know. I think there's something in that. I think there's definitely something in that form of putting designers on a spot. Yeah. And, and and saying design and yeah <laughs> but i like the idea of it as, as a sport it's a bit more maybe engaging for other yeah. people i don't know there's a thing in perth called um the art games and they it's kind of like secret walls um 
but with designers. So they have to design something on the stage. There's two of them and there's beers and they've got two hours to come up with this kind of final illustration thing. And um, yeah, they had some, like all the finals and stuff. So it was pretty interesting. Two they hours. did it so well because two hours is a long time. What's the audience doing? Drinking. <laughs> so it's a bit like an exhibition, but there's just live designing going yeah, on. Yeah, I guess. And like hollering and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I've never been to Secret Wars, so I guess it's the same thing. Sorry, yeah. What's Secret, Secret Wars? Wars? I, I don't know about Secret Wars. It's all over the graffiti. world. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's pretty cool. I think graffiti would be a bit cooler because it's a bit faster. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, sure. Um, I think, I mean, I think... Judging from what, you know, kind of listening to what everyone's been saying, it seems like there is no silver bullet for, you know, what the perfect conference is. It seems to, like, um, the audience is changing so much yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, I feel like if we nailed it today, it'd be different tomorrow. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And that's what mm-hmm. keeps it interesting is the fact it is evolving and each of them is evolving differently as well. Yeah. So I like the fact they're kind of all completely different. I, lo- I like the fact that we're not just getting TED clones. Yeah, and I agree. That would I be think so easy to do. I got I got so bored of the whole, you know, oh, we've got a new conference and it's like, oh, that's kind of just like TED. And so I'm quite excited that we're actually moving moving away from that a little bit and people are, are going back to the drawing board, I guess, and, and coming up with yeah. something new. Yeah. Um, is um what what's happening with TED in in your mind? Like, there's just so much content now. It almost feels like there's too much to to engage with. Do, do do you think it's still as big as it was? Or no, I think it probably peaked like 2011, maybe mm. 2012. I feel I don't know. Sometimes I watch them and I'm kind of like I didn't really get anything from that, and I have to really research them afterwards to actually get the gold um mm. i feel like it's a lot of similar themes rehashed i don't know yeah. maybe it's just the ones i'm watching because i'm interested in them and then i've read it before because we've got the same resources i'm not sure but um yeah i don't know i'm not that into it what are you what about you flynn yeah i find it i follow it really kind of closely um because we you know we have creative mornings where we have a similar sort of thing we, we have so many talks um, every month that it's it's impossible to watch every single one. So which ones do you watch? Um, sometimes you you know watch three or four in a month, and I think oh I think I'm done. I'm mean, I'm kind of over overstimulated, but I wasn't actually doing anything about with the information. If you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I sort of sit there and I watch a talk. And I say that was interesting. I guess. Um, anyway, I'm going to go write some emails. Um, <laughs> you know, sort of. I think without without these kind of calls to action, it's it's sort of hard to. Hard to take anything. Yeah. I had a I had an interesting chat with Matt Jackson from the Effectors and Drawing Book uh, a week ago or so, and I was suggesting a podcast to him, and he said, "No, no, I've got my quota for podcasts this this year." And I said, "Well, what do you mean by that?" And he said, "Well, exactly what you just said. Um, if he takes in too much information, then he's just adding to the well of information and not actually being able to use any of it." And I thought that was really interesting and just, and I, I think it's absolutely right. I think it's almost like you need to pick out your little area that you're going to focus on hmm. yeah. and just, and then actually take that information and do something with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually yeah. a massive problem across the board though, is just too much content rather than not enough. Yeah. And then what you do with it and also how you make it accessible for people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I used to, um, you guys remember RSS feeds I used to be yeah. completely addicted to like my RSS feeds <laughs> um, and just learning stuff until it got to the point where it started going back around in circles and I'd almost predict the article before I'd read it. 
because it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, someone spoke about that last week. I bet this is the counter to that. And you get that a lot on Medium, I find. Sort of you'll hear someone oh, yeah. talking about, um, I strong, you know, I strongly agree that everybody's doing it, been doing it wrong for years and everyone should do it this way now. And then without fail, within a day or two, um, front, you know, the front page of Medium or it'll be getting shared around everywhere will be the counter to that. So someone's yeah. on the counter, and that happens all the time, um, on you know across the board, every topic. It's it's really predictable. It was interesting um, looking at that. Um, I'm not sure if you guys saw it. The well, I know you saw it, Flynn, because you sent it to me. But that that teenager's view on social media, right? And then just seeing like the very next week, it was like there was all these sort of counter arguments about that actually teenagers don't know what they want on so- social media and, and so on and so on. Yeah, but it was it was perfect example. Yeah. yeah. What did it yeah. say, Matt? So the the original one. Um, well, Flynn, do you want to talk about what the original one said? Um, yeah, it was just it's just really interesting. I think um, basically it had categorised um, some kind of primary social media outlets like um, Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat, um, Twitter, and uh, I can't remember what the fifth one was, but it's that, um, it's the one Yak. You guys know Yak? No. Yep. It's like by <laughs> geographical location. So yeah. it's used a lot on, in unis and things like that. Um, okay. So they were talking, yeah, so they were, they were just kind of comparing them all and how people use them and, you know, I mean, Snapchat's gone crazy, hasn't it? I mean, I don't uh, use it. I don't use it, and apparently, that's where all the kids are at. Yeah. <laughs> are we know. too old? We're old. We are. We're old. We're old. We need to get know, a kid on the show. I, I know. I know. My son uses it, uh, and and he talks about how it's it's quite nice to kind of get a, an honest um, uh, interpretation of what's happening, as opposed to the Facebook um, kind of designed polished view. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so basically, so a teenager came out and said that, and then the kind of rebuttals to that was kind of looking at the data and quite a few people who are doing research on social media and how teens use social media, just saying, okay, that's great. It's one guy um, and yeah. his point of view and his peer group, um, and they just talked about what his social status must be if he's talking about he's using this and this and this. And then they talked about like the, the sort of developing world and what sort of social media they're using and how teenagers are differing and, and just basically saying uh, we re- really kind of having a go at the press because the press took his story about social media and just made it like it was the world's, the, all, of, all of the teenagers of the world's opinion. Yeah, it was a little bit skewed that way, wasn't it? And, yeah. you know, you got to take it as a grain of salt, I think, these days. Yeah. That sort of stuff, you know. So, yeah. so, so I, think, I think there were more having a go at the journalist who grabbed one piece of news and just and took it as, as, um, as the Bible. So, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, going back to your point, yeah, it's that kind of someone, I mean, great for him making a statement and sort of and, and getting it out there, I think. Yeah. Um, I think all this stuff needs to be talked about. Speaking of talking about things, I think we're going to need to wrap down the show, guys. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, we're just talking about all this content, and then here we are, more content. Making more content. <laughs> yeah, episode one. Yeah, yeah the end. Yeah, I was, was the it, only guys. guest. <laughs> <laughs> the first and last guest. That, um, I love it. <laughs> must make you feel special, Frankie. Yeah, thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as we wind down, um, so we'd like to thank you for listening to our very first recording um, of Australian Design Radio. So just so we can follow up, Matt, where can people find you? Um, so I'm going to be pretty boring and just give my Twitter address, which is at Leechworth. It's L-E-A-C-H. 
W-O-R-T-H. And, and also LinkedIn. Um, and that's probably showing my age with LinkedIn, but I still find it's one of the, <laughs> one of the best places to kind of um, have those kind of more, more uh, I guess, professional conversations about, about what's happening in the industry. That's me. And Frankie, where can people find you? Um, thedesignkids.com.au and all our social media is just The Design Kids. So Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes. Cool. Very exciting. And my personal Instagram is Frankie Rapid. Cool. Fantastic. And you can find me on Twitter or anywhere else at Flynn Tracy. That's F-L-Y-N-T-R-A-C-Y or just FlynnTracy.com. Uh, you can find this episode and more at australiandesignradio.simplecast.fm. And if you'd like to get in touch with us at the show, you can contact Matt at matt at ausdesignradio.com or flynn at ausdesignradio.com. If you have any suggestions for topics, guests, or you just want to reach out, we'd love to hear from you. Until then, thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.